my identity is that I'm able to respond in a professional way. If I don't, then I get all this tension and anxiety within me because I'm not behaving according to my preferred view of my higher self. Welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you speak and present with rockstar confidence. I'm Christina Cantors, your host and founder of The C Method Communication Skills Training. For free resources and to subscribe to the show, visit thecmethod.com. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to episode 146 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. Christina with you here. Very excited to have you joining me. Now, in today's episode, we're talking about how to resolve conflict in the workplace. And I'm very excited to share this with you because it's a topic I haven't yet addressed on the show, yet it's come up in the workshops I run for my clients and with my one-to-one coaching clients as well. At the start of a workshop, for example, I, I always ask, what's the biggest challenge in the workplace when it comes to communication and relationships for you? And quite often, resolving conflict effectively comes up because, you know, it affects everyone. We've all experienced some sort of conflict in the workplace. And while the level of conflict can be high or low, it quite often has a negative impact on our productivity, on our relationships, and on our overall well-being and happiness at work. So I was thrilled when I met conflict resolution specialist Sally Winky at an HR managers networking event that I was guest speaking at. Um, I was having a chat to her and she told me what she did and I said, oh my goodness, I have to get you on the podcast. So we met up at Hub, my co-working space, to have this conversation. Now, Sally is a true expert in this field. She has over 25 years of dedicated experience in conflict management, in coaching and mediation and group facilitation. She's a professional certified coach with the International Coaching Federation. Um, she's a Synergy conflict coach and an accredited, accredited mediator. Um, her work involves transformational change. This is what she, she told me. And she, she helps people engage in meaningful and effective conversations to better manage the conflict that exists both internally. So within each individual and externally, which is between the parties, um, whether it's two people, a team or an organization. And we talk more about the difference between, um, that internal and external conflict as well in the conversation. Uh, Sally's company is called Momentum Changing Mindsets, and she also runs tra- uh, transformational retreats. She's got one coming up in Bali very soon. I think it's April. Um, you can learn more about that at heartfeltretreats.com.au, um, and I'll link to both of those, uh, both of her websites in the show notes. Um, so we, we're talking about why conflict occurs how to manage external conflict. Sally's got a very useful and powerful five-step process, which she shares um, on the podcast. Um, and we also talk about internal conflict, which is what what to do when you feel an inner disturbance like anger or frustration and so on, you know, those negative emotions. Um, really, really fascinating stuff. And we also talk about the transformational benefits that can can come from managing your conflict effectively. So if you struggle 
with dealing with conflict. Maybe you don't know how to bring up an issue with someone at work, or maybe you reacted badly to a situation, didn't handle it so well, and it's created some more tension. Or maybe every time you bring something up with someone, you end up in an argument and you end up worse off than before. Or maybe you find yourself getting anxious or annoyed or frustrated or angry by a certain person's behavior. Then, um, So if you experience all of these things or any of these things, you must listen to this episode. I got a lot out of it and I'm confident that you will too. Show notes are at thecmethod.com slash conflict. That's thecmethod.com slash conflict. I will put in links to Sally's website and also um, she's been very generous to give us some PDF resources of what we talk about. Those will be available in the show notes too. Also, be sure to listen to the end of the episode. I will be announcing some upcoming Melbourne events that I will be speaking at, which I'm super excited for. So make sure you listen to the end, especially if you're in Melbourne. Okay, get ready to be courageous. Let's meet the wonderful Sally Winky. I've done thousands and thousands of mediations, literally, but the one today that springs into mind um, was a mediation between um, two truck drivers and they owned a business together um, with their wives. So four people were present and before the mediation I couldn't have them in the same room together because the conflict was so intense. They were waiting in separate rooms uh, and there was a a lot of um, energy, there was a lot of tension, there was a lot of fear when we got them together in the room. And I suppose what I really remember out of that was the point at which uh, they listened to each other and they listened to each other's perspective. They listened and they understood. And that was what transformed the whole situation because there was another perspective. It wasn't just their locked-in perspective. And the four of them, after about five hours, um, uh, arms around each other, walked out and went to the pub. (laughs) Wow. That must be so rewarding to be able to see that transformation. But it took five hours. A minimum five hours. A minimum five hours. What's the the longest amount of time that you've seen it take? I'm embarrassed to say, Christina. I think I've I've had people in the room for nine. Wow. That's too long. But that that shows stamina though and determination to to get and hope (laughs) and hope yeah like I believe in you guys you can do this you got this so let's quickly talk about what conflict actually is you know what how do you define conflict and what separates it from maybe having a healthy debate over something at what point does it turn into conflict so it's a really good question because conflict is natural and it occurs around us all the time it's happening every minute, every hour of every day. And so when I sit and listen to somebody, I'm I'm almost um, looking into them and I'm seeing a picture. So there's something that triggers us. It gets in and underneath our skin and, and we get a reaction. It's usually a physical reaction. And we get that reaction because something that we value, something that we need or something that we identify ourselves with is threatened, challenged or undermined. So it could be a value around respect. Um, it could be a value around honesty. It could be a value around trust. And, and as you know, there are hundreds of values. But commonly that happens in the workplace. The other, or it could be the need, the need to be seen for who you truly are. Um, 
the need to be treated with respect, uh, the need to um, be valued as a person and a professional, or it could be an identity piece around um, uh, belonging, um, belonging to a team, belonging to an organisation, uh, the, um, the identity around being um, very professional, uh, about being hardworking, about being good at your job. Wow, there's so many. So many. <laughs> but they're the common ones that you see in the workplace. And the, the deeper it is in the person, the more profound the emotional, the physical, emotional and behavioural impact. So it, it, you see the person experiences a physical response and then they um, experience an emotional response and then there's a behaviour. And the behaviour nine times out of ten is avoidance. So people avoid. Mm. So they don't address the issue. They don't address the issue. They sit with the discomfort. They sit with the pain. They sit with the stress. They sit with the um, the narrative that's created in their own mind about the other person. And then what happens when they continue to hold on to that? How does that manifest ultimately? So it Conflict is internal or external. Okay. So when it stays internal, that's when it's a real worry because that's when you see um, unwellness. That's when you see high levels of stress. That's that's when you see high levels of psychological distress, which manifests in physical illness. So it can stay internal or external. You can see it um, expressed as arguments, um, vol- volatility, um, behavior which is called bullying, behavior which is called threatening, or you see the total avoidance. Like I said before, people, it's like people, they're turtles and their heads go back in like that and they just <laughs> stay in their little shell. Yeah. It's that, that wall of protection or that, that little bubble of protection where it's like, Hey, I'm going to put these walls up and you can't hurt me yep. by, by continuing to do what you do because I'm already, I'm protecting myself. Yep. When we do have these feelings of discomfort come up, when we do feel like our values are being challenged, what can we do to then manage that internal conflict or even prevent that internal conflict from coming up? So we are, we will feel it, and you do feel it as a physical sensation. What I would say to people is just sit with it. Sit with it, see if it persists. If it persists for um, a day, then you need to do something about it. So the skill is in noticing, noticing mm. within your own body, oh, look, this doesn't feel right, and don't ignore it. If you ignore it, it'll only get worse because our minds are tricky little things. And what our minds will do is they'll create a story, and the story is not always correct. In fact, quite often incorrect. So if I'm sitting with you and I'm, and I, um, you say something uh that 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 offends my values around fairness and okay. and and so i feel this disturbance in me because it's a really strong value of mine fairness and equity um and then later on in the day you say something else that is another um challenge to that if i don't address it with you then um what's likely to happen is that my mind will create a story and say, well, Christina's a racist or or she's um, she's unfair or she's mm. judgmental. And and what happens with our brains and the negative negative bias is that it will search and it will look for evidence to support that story about you, which isn't right. Mm. 
So that's why it's so important to have these conversations and to check out our assumptions to talk about how we're feeling. Yeah. And if we are able to have these conversations, these difficult conversations, and address the conflict and and work through them, apart from getting it resolved, are there any other benefits to it? What's on the other side of this resolution? So what's on the other side of this is this fantastic feeling where you just feel the, the tension just um, come off your shoulders and just um, drift off you, move off you, not even drift, it's wash off you. And there's this liberating feeling of freedom. And also you feel good about yourself because you've spoken up, you've stood in your power and you haven't um, stayed silent. Amazing. Now, I'm sure everyone's wondering, okay, how do we do this? What do we do? Because I'm sure there are a lot of listeners who have, maybe there might be one person at work. It might be their boss. It might be a colleague. It could be a family member or a friend that they have to see all the time. If someone has this, these, these conflicts within them with this person, what are their first steps to then resolving it? So this is a really big question mm-hmm. and it's a big answer. So I'll try and make it small because it can be six sessions of coaching beforehand. Oh, absolutely. So it's about getting spacious. So what I mean by spacious is sitting and being quiet and breathing and just settling into the moment. That's the first thing. The second thing is to ask yourself, is it possible that there's another perspective on this? Um, What might the other person be thinking what might be the experience for the other person? What might be going on for them? That's the second step. The third step is to, um, we talk about first person, second person and third person. So the first person is when you're in yourself and you know your your, your own angst and your own pain. What I just said then was second person, um, thinking about what might be going on mm. for that person. Third person perspective is when you come up like you're in a balloon hot air balloon, and you look down on it. And you look down on it with a little smile on your face and you, and you look down and think, what is going on between these two? <laughs> you know, what, what are we both contributing to this problem? Right. Well, so it's getting like an outsider's perspective. An outsider's perspective. So you, you do that. And then I'll tell you a five-step approach, which is a, a no-fail, and um, I've been teaching it for probably 30 years, Ooh. and it's very simple. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is to talk about how you feel. And what, what you feel can never be wrong, whereas what you think can be wrong. Can you expand on that? So if I say to you, I feel really sad, and you say to me, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, that's, I can't, I've no leg to stand on. I can't argue with. You can't you argue with sad. it. Okay. I say, well, I, I own my own stuff and I, I actually feel sad. So the first thing is um, how you feel. So I feel sad. Um, I feel upset. Um, I feel disrespected. So I feel is the first one or I am feeling or I felt. Mm. So feelings. The next one is um, uh, about. So it's about the situation. It's the facts of the situation. I'm feeling sad. Uh, about the way that you walked past me in the corridor yesterday and didn't acknowledge me and didn't say hello. So it's the facts. Mm-hmm. So that can be about or when. The third one is because, and then you explain. Because 
because Christina, I really care about you and uh, my friendship with you is really important. Okay. Okay, so that's the rationale, the because. And then the fourth one is what I would prefer. So preference, what you want mm. or need. So then I'd say I would, I'd really prefer that you just acknowledge me, even with your eyes. Um, you may be busy, but just acknowledge me. And then the consequences, positive and negative. If you do that, then it will make me feel really good and it will be good for our friendship. Um, if you don't, then I know what happens in my mind and my mind will start creating a story that you don't like me and that our friendship isn't important. Mm. So they're the five steps. Feelings, I feel, about or when, because, what I would prefer and the consequences. I have a question about the second point. Mm -hmm. When you say, okay, these were the facts of the situation, what if the other person was to disagree? So if you said, I... The, the way that you walked past my desk and you ignored me. What if the other person said, no, I didn't. I don't ignore you. What, yeah. how, is there a different way we can, we can phrase that, um, that statement or is, you know, can we make it in a way so that the other person can't dispute it? Or, you know, how do we get buy-in from them at that point of the conversation? So it's perfect what you've said and that's why you don't start with when you walked past my desk, you did that because right then and there someone will say, no, I didn't, okay. If it is the second part of it, um, what I would say is I realise we, we have different perspectives. What I'd like to do, if it's okay with you, I'd just like to talk to you about what's happening for me and then I'd really like to hear what's happening for you. Okay. What would be an example of a, an ineffective way to bring that up with someone? An ineffective way? Yeah. <laughs> um, Christina, why do you ignore me all the time? And why do you just walk past me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if someone said that to you, let's say, you know, the general you, if, if someone says that to you, what would be an effective way of then dealing with that? Because I imagine a lot of people would immediately get defensive and go, what are you talking about? Like, I don't do that. uh uh-uh. Why are you being so sensitive? Mm. What is a, a more effective way of, re- of responding to something like that? So I'm no saint, and I, I and, and I <laughs> no, you didn't say it. And I don't. My my reactions are the same as everybody else's. So internally, I'm reacting the same, mm. and I'm upset, and my heart rate's going fast, and I'm getting hot and sweaty when when I get that attack. However, I have the, have had thirty years of working in this business, so I've learned a few things. So I have the same response, but then I would breathe and and I would centre myself and I would do this really quickly. I'd feel my feet, feet on the ground, I'd breathe, I would open myself and I'd say, can you talk to me about it? Can you tell me more about it? What what it's like for you? What happened? Because mm. I'm really curious. I am absolutely really curious about what I'm doing that had that sort of impact on you. I want to be better. So it's open, it's curious, and it comes from a, an absolute desire to show up in the very best way in this world that I possibly can. Do you know Robert Kiyosaki? No. He's an, uh, he wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And a lot of, even though his books are about finance and, and investing and money, a lot of it is mindset focused. And, you know, he says a lot of people buy and invest with their emotions. They don't look at the facts. 
And one of the quotes from the book that really stood out to me was, every day be prepared to be bigger than your smallness. Mm. That's great, isn't it? That really spoke to me because I believe that, you know, we can't help our external circumstances. Things are going to happen. Other people are going to yell at us. Someone's going to cut us off when we're driving. Um, And we have the choice. Are we going to be the small version of ourselves, the one that gets angry and frustrated and yells back and, you know, gives them the finger? Or are we going to be prepared to be the bigger version of Mm. ourselves and do exactly what you just said, which is take a step back, see, try to be the best person you can be in that situation? And if we go back to the internal conflict, so my, my identity is that I do that. That I, that I, I'm able to step back. I'm able to breathe. I'm able to respond in, in a, in a professional way. If I don't, then that's an absolute trigger to my, my identity. I'm triggering my own identity. Does that make sense? So then I, I get all this, um, tension and anxiety within me because I'm not behaving according to my preferred view of my higher self. Right. Wow, I can imagine how that could occur in people who see themselves as, you know, a very loving, kind, generous person and when they get triggered and they snap, they say something that's out of character and then afterwards they feel awful. They feel terrible and they beat themselves up for a long time after it. That's why it's so important to empower people by giving them skills for how to do it and how to manage uh, tensions in the right way. The techniques that you mentioned earlier, the, the five steps to, to having mm. these conversations, do these work with everyone? Do they work with everyone? Sometimes it's hard in the workplace in a very corporate environment or a very sort of um, male energy environment uh, to use the words I feel. Mm. It's a challenge. And I would still encourage people to use that word. Okay. It's uh, If they really can't, then they can use the I think if it's really difficult for them because there are some environments where, um, w- where, the, where the attack would be quite significant if you used words like I feel. So if you approach someone and said, I feel this way, they wouldn't respond to it well? Is that what you're saying? There are some occasions when people don't, they don't mm. relate to it, uh, but, but it doesn't change that that's what I would be, um, it's one approach that I would be recommending. Sally, I have I have a question for you that, I don't know, might require a little bit of thinking, I'm not sure, but we'll see, I'll just throw it out there. If you could somehow Jedi mind trick everyone into <laughs> shifting their belief around, I mean, it could be conflict or it could be around simply communicating at work, if there was one thing, one shift that you would wish that every, one shift that you wish everyone could make that would help tremendously with conflict, what would it be? So I think the one that really that comes to mind is um, something that David Drake, who's a narrative coach, taught me, and it's around pivot point that um, we have a choice point um, and we have a, a nanosecond at that choice point of how we react, um, of, what, of how we think, of how we react, how we behave. And I think at that pivot point, at that, in that little nanosecond, if people could breathe, 
if they could open themselves and they could open themselves to a different perspective, then I think that that would really change things in the world. Mm, That is powerful stuff. Mm. So for everyone listening, that would be my challenge for you. If you were to walk away from listening to this podcast, I would love if you could, you know, take this into your workplace or into your family or wherever it is where you might find some conflict and see if you can do just that, open up, be open to to that perspective, that different perspective. Love that. Now, Sally, um, you mentioned, what was his name again? David Drake. David Drake. He's a narrative coach. Narrative coach. You mentioned that you were a narrative coach mm-hmm. as well. Can you mm-hmm. explain a bit more about what that is? So, we work with people's stories. Okay. So we we create stories all the time. Um, and with that example that I just said before um, about opening ourselves to a different perspective, what I would challenge people to do if they're locked into a thought or a story like, he doesn't like me, um, he doesn't want to be um, my friend anymore, then you write five other possible stories one story might be um, he's really busy, um, he's, he's really stressed at work, he's got a whole lot on. Uh, it could be um, he isn't in the country, um, so he mm. isn't, isn't um, able to answer my telephone calls, etc., etc. You, you, His mum could have passed away, yeah. he could have moved house. You have no idea what's going on in his life. You have no idea. The dog might be sick and he might be at the vet. So your narrative is not the only narrative. So what narrative coaching is about is helping people at the right time because it's, it's so important, Christina, to listen to someone's experience and the story because that story is absolutely real for them and very, very painful. Um, so you listen. And then it's at the right time, gently helping them open their eyes and see another story and another way of approaching the situation or another way of being. Is that something that you do on your retreats as well? Yes. Awesome. Tell yes. tell us about your retreats because I know you're really excited about this. <laughs> you can tell we are so excited. Yeah. Um, so Bali, mm. Bali on the 5th of April, uh, we take, take people away for six nights and five days to this amazing place called the Zen Resort. And um, it's a combination of uh, group workshops and one-on-one coaching. In the group uh, workshops, we're giving people theory and we're talking about, similarly to what we've talked about here today, what happens with conflict, how and why does it occur, the change process about what happens to us when we're um, wanting to change from one way of being to a new way of being. And that involves people stepping into their power and that involves courage, strength, bravery, uh, determination, tenacity, all those things. If I can say it in in an essence, it's about helping people to connect with who they truly are, their authentic selves, firstly. Mm. And then what is it that they're hoping for? How is it that they want to be? What's the next chapter of their life? What is it that they're wanting to emerge into? So it's helping them to see that and helping them to uh, identify with it helping them cross over a really big edge, which can be very scary because change is scary, mm. 
and then um, helping them integrate that change into their life. And we do all this in the most beautiful environment where, this is where I get excited, <laughs> so it's a, um, it's a, there's an Ayurvedic doctor there and there are the um, um, masseurs are, are treated, uh, sorry, um, are trained in Ayurvedic as well. So you can have a forehand massage, you can have a massage for two hours, you can have a massage for one hour, you can have a flower bath. Um, it's just oh, So it's all fantastic. over transformation it is. and bliss. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful food, beautiful people. Sounds wonderful. Sally, where can people, if people want to learn more about these retreats and connect with you, where can they go? So firstly, they can go to our website, um, www.changingmindsets. And we have, in a week, we're about to launch a, um, a new website, which is Heartfelt Retreats. Okay. By the time this podcast is out, it would have been released already. So okay. that's great. So people can go to Heartfelt, Heartfelt Retreat. Retreats. Yes. Okay. Awesome. I'll put links to all of those in the, the blog post of this episode so people can go straight there and, and connect with you. Do you have any other words of wisdom to share with the listener, Sally, before we wrap up? I think for all of us that stepping into conflict um, is very scary and we would rather avoid than step into it. But I can absolutely assure people that once you do it, once you step into it, draw a deep breath, have the conversation and work through it with the person, that you will feel better on the other side. You will feel more empowered. You will feel liberated. You will feel free. So just do it. Love it. Thank you so much, Sally, for joining us on the podcast and for being so generous and gracious in sharing what you know. Thank you. Well, thank you. It's been my privilege. Huge thanks to the wonderful Sally Winky from Momentum Changing Mindsets for being such a generous guest on the show this week. I just love her calming energy. I think she's amazing. You can find out more about her upcoming retreat at heartfeltretreats.com.au or simply visit the show notes at thecmethod.com slash conflict. Those links will be in the description of this podcast. So on your app, just go to the description and you'll be able to click those links directly and they will take you there. Sally has also been generous enough to share um, a PDF of those five steps that she talked about and also another resource for us all around conflict resolution. So if you got a lot out of this episode and you want to cement your learning and or maybe you couldn't write anything down, um, go to the show notes for that summary and for those resources, thecmethod.com slash conflict. Okay. So I do have, I did mention this at the start of the episode. I have a few events coming up, which I'm really excited about that I'll be uh, speaking at. Now, you may have me- uh, heard me mention this before about my networking group. I'm part of a networking group called Fresh Networking. And this is, uh, we're Melbourne based. There's about nine hubs around Melbourne and we meet every fortnight. And um, it, uh, we, the point of it is that we get to learn about each other's businesses and help each other with referrals and also support each other and help each other grow. Um, now, I was fortunate enough to be nominated to be the lead facilitator of my group, so my my hub, and we're based in St Kilda. So last week I um, facilitated my very first meeting, which was super fun, And the next one coming up is going to be Friday, the 1st of February, which is next Friday. 
Um, and I will actually, or not, not only will I be facilitating, but I will be presenting. I'm going to be the, the featured, uh, speaker. And the speech that, well, the presentation I will be delivering is all around identity and how we see ourselves. Now, if you listened to last week's episode, that was all around identity. So I'll be presenting on a, a similar topic. And I've had such an amazing response to that episode. Sorry, going off on a bit of a tangent here. I've had so many people say to me, Christina, I listened to that podcast on identity and it really opened up my eyes and it really helped me to see how where I was holding myself back. So thank you so much. Um, so thank you guys. Like thank you to everyone who has responded. Um, it shows me that that that's a really valuable topic for people. So um, on the back of that, I thought, okay, I'm going to share this with my networking group. So if you are in Melbourne and you want to come and join our networking group for the day, come and visit us, um, not for the day, for the morning, um, come and I'll put links to how you can um, come to that event where, where you can register at thecmethod.com slash events. So that's the page where I put all the um, – Oh, sorry, I'm stumbling a little bit here. I didn't fully prepare this last <laughs> this last bit. And as you know, I'm no longer editing my my episodes, so I'm just making sure that I remember exactly um, what's going on here. Okay, so on the website, thecmethod.com/events, that's where I'm putting links to all of the events that I'm coming to, uh, speaking at. So if you're listening to this podcast sometime in the future, and you're like, oh, I would have loved to have seen you and come to your networking group, Christina, but this is like six months down the track. That's okay. Go to thecmethod.com slash events and you'll see all the upcoming workshops there as well. So, oh, sorry, I said it was the 1st of February. It's actually Friday the 2nd of February in St. Kilda at 7.30 in the morning. Go to thecmethod.com slash events to register. The only thing you have to pay is the cost of your breakfast, which is like 20 bucks. So pretty easy. I would love to meet you. Come along. And another event that I'm really excited to be speaking at is Girl Geek Dinners, which is a meetup group for women in the tech industry. And I will be, I will be the guest speaker for that evening. And I will be talking about how to build a strong success mindset and build the courage to step outside your comfort zone in order to dramatically increase your influence, your confidence and impact at work. This is going to be an interactive workshop with lots and lots of inspirational messages. Um, it's a new keynote that I am, that I am, uh, I've been developing and I'm so excited. This is going to be the first time I get to deliver it. So I cannot wait and I am confident that you'll walk away feeling inspired and ready to take action towards achieving your goals at work. So if you are a woman in a tech profession, do come to that meetup. It's going to be on Wednesday, the 14th of March, Wednesday, the 14th of March from 6 p.m. Um, and I'll put a link in that event page again to where you can register for that. So that's thecmethod.com slash events. Okay. Now, and I believe that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate you joining me and, and listening all the way to the end. You are amazing. Keep on being awesome 
And I will talk to you next week. There'll be a brand new episode, brand new guest for you. My name's Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Get Noticed.